Welcome everyone to a special festive Christmas episode, episode 177. Alta here, joined by... Remo Tay. Yes, of the podcast, by the way. Forgot that For part. the podcast. It's Christmas, and uh, we don't really celebrate Christmas, so here we are, just another day, and we figure we're doing the podcast, and hopefully we'll have a fun time chilling with everyone here. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to open up this podcast with a confession. All right? I did something that I thought I would never do in my life. Okay. Ooh, you, pay Altai money for a mobile game. Right, Altai doesn't know this either. So start taking your guesses, all right? Altai says paid money for a mobile game. I'm curious where everyone stands. I, I really thought I would never do this, especially as a kid. I thought, this, this, why would I do this? Am I retarded? I paid for porn. And yes, Dedicated Duck was correct. He said paid for porn. I paid. I signed up to YouPorns. Uh, what? Was, hold on, hold on. They had a Black Friday deal. Black right? Friday for porn. They got me with the Black Friday deal. All right? blacked. You guys heard that? You got blacked. I got blacked. All right, listen, listen. I, I never thought, like, with all the free content out there, I would never do it. But I'm like, you know what? I want to support these girls, all right? Oh, support all right, that's these why. working single mothers. I'm supporting. Look, paying. Look, hold on. I, I don't pay for patron thoughts, all right? Pay for you porn. That's better, all right? I, 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 I get to support all the mattress actresses, all right? None of that, none of that patron jazz, all right? And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna point in my life where I can afford to pay. It was like I think fifty bucks or something for like a year and a half. Fifty bucks for a year and a half. It was like eighteen months or sixteen months. Oh wait, well, hold up. What do you even get? Eighteen months. Oh, <laughs> maybe we'll save the rest of this conversation for later. I just want to throw that out there. All right. Oh my god. All right. I am now a premium premium user. You know, right? I've also watched those premium long ones. But you know, there's a site called The Pirate Bay and others. Yeah, I, of course. Yeah, where you can get the full episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everything's on sale on Pirate Bay. We know. Anyway. Okay. All right. This is this is the MMOs podcast. Let's stick to MMOs. We have a pretty controversial game, a uh, bit of a duker game that launched this last week. So I'll tell you, why don't you why don't you take us to? I guess we don't really have a weekly raid, but this is going to be our, right. our, our one of our main conversations. So. I want to take you back in time for a minute. So close your eyes and imagine eyes are closed. the very beginning of this month. So not too far, not too long ago. It's the mm-hmm. Game Awards. All right? That weird French guy is making a fool of himself on stage and everyone's laughing. And mm-hmm. later on, uh, they announce a new game. Somebody does. And it's Atlas. It's amazing. 40,000 players, persistent world, pirate ships, you know, claiming territory. What we all wanted, okay? And it's mm-hmm. coming out in two weeks. Uh, well, then there's a little delay. About a week, then another day of a delay. But I was there the day it was supposed to come out. And I went to the official Discord with a bunch of my buddies, including Gumble. And we had a... Everyone was so excited. The, the energy was so high. There was like a, there was at least like 200 people in this voice chat. They were stupid enough to have a Discord with a voice chat, an official Discord. So there's 200 people in there screaming and screeching, waiting for the servers to go up. Uh, a jolly old time. Where, and mm-hmm. obviously, uh, at the end... It all came crashing down. Once again, the MMO, MMO genre and us gamers, we got swindled. It was it was another good old hustle, boys, and I love it. <laughs> it was quite the hustle because I think we all had good, high expectations. I know we tried to you know taper our expectations, I think, last week because you know we were excited they were going from announcement to launch in such a short period of time, and the video was pretty hype. But it really, I think what you said about it being another hustle was, I think, is the best way to describe it what Atlas ultimately was. Honestly, it reminded me very much of, uh, of Bless Online in yeah. terms of like what we were kind of like promised and shown and what we ended up getting. So I, w- I want to go through a quick list of uh, short complaints. And we both tried playing it at launch. I've watched a bunch of streamers try playing it as well. There's just, there's just so much wrong 
with Atlas that it's actually actually quite insane. Uh, first of all, the 40,000 players concurrent was kind of a lie. Yes, there are technically 40,000 players, but on a single server, but it's divided by regions. There's basically um, multiple different like channels in the game that support 150 players at once. And once you know you get too many players there, I think anti-lag effects like start moving players around and stuff. So uh, you, you can't connect more than 150 per per channel anyway. So it's not really the 40,000 concurrent that like we were kind of hyped up to be. Instead, it's a bunch of these mini mini channels. But the game was extremely overloaded at launch. Extremely overloaded. That like the entire launch experience was an utter joke. I mean, to a, to the point where like it seems like they didn't even try launching the game themselves to try it because, like, basically this thing's called free ports in the game. There are basically starting areas where you know good place to spawn, but all the free ports were of course full. You can't spawn in them; they're all full. But don't worry, the game gives you other place to spawn. And if you pick another sp- another spot to spawn in, you spawn like literally in the ocean. So you're looking around, you spawn in the ocean with a bunch of, like fifty other dudes spawning in the ocean with you. And you see like an island like a mile away and he literally for like five minutes you're swimming towards it and then you run out of stamina and then you just die because you can't recover stamina in the ocean. Okay, so I'm like, okay, this is fun. I I guess I'll try spawning somewhere else. I spawned another ocean, another island too far away for me to swim to and I died again. And and there's other people doing this too and you you just can't play the game. You're just spawning in the ocean, trying to get to an island and most of the time you can't. Eventually you'll find a spawning location that's not in a free port that you can actually get to the town, the island in. And from there, you can at least try playing the game. I mean, obviously, uh, the lag stuff aside, there's just so much fundamentally wrong with Atlas. It's actually cringeworthy, just how awfully designed the game is. It just seems like the first, like, you're spending more than half your time in Atlas running away from snakes and wildlife. The wildlife in that game is atrocious. It just, it's, ins- it's insanely overspawned. Like, you, you land on a beach, and there's like, there's like five snakes away to jump on you and three lions. It makes no sense. At no point can you even begin to like have fun unless you get extremely lucky and find this spot with like no wildlife. It's in fact, I want to show you some clips on this because it's actually insane. I found that like this this one YouTube video captures my initial experience with um my initial experience with the game quite a bit. Let me see. Go go ahead and show that on stream. All right, here we go. This, this is literally most of the game that I spent. Like I spent hours experiencing this. Just, let it run from, from beginning and you'll see like just how wonky the animations <laughs> are too. I love this like cat in the water. Yeah. Oh, another lion. Look look at them <laughs> jump around too. Now remember, this is the same company that made uh Ark, Survival Evolved. So I, I thought at least they would I thought it would at least be where Ark is, right? But mm-hmm. no, this is like this is like this is like a pre alpha for Ark from like five years ago. Yeah. It's like they're making bad. all the same like ridiculous mistakes that Ark made, including the overspawn issues. So like you spawn in the water and you know, luckily you spawn very close to the island sometimes and you get there they're just it's full of wolves full of crocodiles full of snakes and just things they're trying to kill you and, and at no point can you even begin to gather resources because most of the time you're dealing with this bullshit I mean this game was kind of built as like a pirate game with some arc attached to it right some some survival elements attached to it but it ended up being arc with some pirate stuff attached to it and not the other way around and it just it just you have to get really lucky and find the spot where none of this shit is happening. But I, I spawned through like ten different locations, and like only one was half decent. Other ones were just insanely stupid, like this. There's just so many like, like it's actually so cringe just how, how poorly, like this should never have happened. It, it just seems like the developers didn't even launch the game co- them, themselves. It, all the animations are extremely wonky anyway too, and I, I just don't get why they couldn't put a limit on the number of spawns there were, of these of these random like animals because nobody thought killing these animals was fun. If you ever played Rust too, like fighting wolves and bears was never fun. But it was always cool to have a little bit of danger there, right? But like the danger in this game from the wildlife was was 
got to a point that's extremely stupid. And I want to show you another clip from uh, some the budget streamers. Obviously, have a lot of clips of this game. They're all quite hilarious. I love the summit one. Should I show that? Yeah, yeah show that one. So okay. that that's also a quite quite a good one. I, I like that to you as well. If you don't have it. Uh, oh, okay. Let me find it. All right. This is this one I liked. So this is summit playing. <laughs> <laughs> this game's good, dude. This game is fucking. This is another level of gameage right here. Oh, right. that's beautiful. Another, another wonderful summit clip to share. And then one... put the audio up too. The audio is good for this one. All right, all right. This is the dumbest game ever created. And look at this. <laughs> it's the stupidest game that has ever been created. You are kidding me. So even even when you like get a boat, some I'll get some crocodiles will attack you, and then eventually like fifty crocodiles will attack you because the overspawn isn't a problem oh, just shit, on the island. There's fast. a billion overspawned like by crocodiles in the game as well. No, no, we're good. I'm and what's even stupider too is like you you have a spawn location, you have a bed somewhere where you you know, or maybe where you park your ship, and you want to spawn there after you've died. You can't because. It's got the, the server's already full, so you spawn some random place in the middle of the ocean, and you can't even get to where your friends are or where your initial spawn location was supposed to be, or where your bed is in the game. It just so many things were utterly wrong with uh, with Atlas. Now, I do want to say the concept behind Atlas was fun and interesting, right? But that kind of goes with Sea of Thieves as well. I think, but at least Sea of Thieves, where they kind of failed on the larger scale, on the micro scale, the game is actually fun. Like they, they, they've done a lot right with Sea of Thieves, and compared to this game, Sea of Thieves is an absolute gem. I would have loved to see Sea of Thieves on a, on a much larger scale with more stuff to do and like having more players in the server. But this is, is just atrocious. I mean, the concepts here were good, but there was literally zero execution. Yeah, and you know, one defense that there's if you go on like the if you look at the reviews or the forums, most people are complaining, uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. But there are always a few idiots out there. Guys, it's early access. What are you complaining about? Dude, we are critiquing the $25 product we purchased. Okay, this wasn't a donation. It was not an investment. We didn't get shares in the company. We're not testing. We're not getting paid to test it. We paid $25 for this. And we are critiquing what we got for that $25. So labeling it a beta or early access or whatever doesn't change. Doesn't give you a pass on our ability to critique a product we purchased for a price that we paid. So yeah. I, don't, I don't understand those people at all. Yeah, and this actually will be one of my favorite one of my favorite clips because it really just captures like how silly the game is, like with the overspawn. So put the video up there. It's pretty, it, it just find that these guys oh, look, just find an island. island full of giraffes. <laughs> Dude, you got we. Sounds fun. This is amazing. This is a cool island. Here, I shall demonstrate for you. <laughs> you anger one. You anger them all. <laughs> this seems like a really. <laughs> this seems like a really bad idea. Oh God! The stampede! What the? Who punched? Dude, I want to turn around. I want to see the back of it. Oh my God! That's... So, so look at this one last clip for how poorly the spawns are done. Right. Like, it just seems like they, they didn't even, like, put caps on the spawns, yeah, so it created a lot of server lag as well, and there's really dumb things. So look how many fish you're going to find in this video. Oh, what the hell? Dude, 
I'm at I'm at a waterfall and there's. He's gonna like get mass levels of killing these. Cluttered up here. <laughs> what the dude? There's like thousands of fish just cluttered over here. What in the world? What? Yeah. What the hell? Oh my. <laughs> How does this happen? It, it just, just this. picture up. They didn't test it once before they just put it for sale. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it really does feel like that yeah. because, like, sometimes you know, we, we've all done this, by the way. Like, where we, oh we write God. an essay. What? Like, we'll write an essay for like Dude, school, exactly. and like we're kind of embarrassed by it, so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna proofread it. We just submit it as is. I feel like that's exactly what happened with Atlas. They phoned it in, boys. They they just sent it in without even looking at it. And then you, this is it. Just it's just so stupid. Like, how how can how does this happen? Like, if this was like a random indie crowdfunded game, you know what? Fine. But they've made Ark. They have like, what's one of the most popular, if not the most popular survival game out there. I expect a little bit more. Yeah, and for those of you watching, um, even if you played over two hours, Steam is currently doing refunds. So I personally mm-hmm. going to get my refund for this game. After yeah, I think this. I will too. Yeah, and then, and as I know someone, one guy in chat said he's having a good time now. The first couple days were bad. Listen. This is, this is, uh, I feel embarrassed to have purchased this. I feel conned. I will get my money back. And then in a year or two, if it's good, you know, whatever, maybe I'll try it again. But as is, this is a con game, all right? You guys got hustled. This 2018 has been the year of the hustle, all right? We got hustled mm-hmm. with Bless. We got hustled with Atlas. And uh, Star Citizen has been hustling us for 10 years, but that's still going. We'll talk about that after. I, I, I do think it almost feels like 2018 has been like the year where MMOs have jumped a shark to the point where things have just gotten so bad and they're going to keep getting even more ridiculous. Like, it's it just remarkable that, like, a non-crowdfunded company would release this product as is. It just seems nothing was thought out because, like, even from the get-go, just spawning in the ocean and having to swim to the shore, which you just can't do sometimes, like, what were they thinking? It, it, it just seems obvious to me they weren't thinking. And honestly, I would say this, you know, in its current state is probably worse than, uh, wor- worse than blessed. You know, I did play the game last night as well, and they, they did fix a lot of the server lags. They're not rubber banding as much. But there's still so much wrong with the game that's like fundamentally like they just haven't even tweaked the numbers for spawn and stuff like that. There's just so much wrong with the game. Yeah, it's. Oh, by the way, Omar is describing things. Or Omar is describing things if you can get into the game. Uh, as Omar was playing, I was trying to play with him. Ha- Every attempt to get into the server requires at least like ten attempts because half the ninety percent of the time you don't even get in. You can just get booted. The game crashes on the menu. So mm. this is all assuming you get in. That's what you get greeted with. But every video you saw, every clip you saw, was accompanied by people furiously trying to reconnect as they get disconnected every few minutes. So it's even worse than it looks on, the, on those clips because you're not seeing all the disconnects and re- reconnect attempts. So th- this is actually a clip I recorded last night. Just a random encounter with an animal. This is, this is not an unusual encounter. These are typical physics in the game. So just mute the audio before you play it because I was watching uh, Trout's stream as I played it too. So just, just look at this horse's uh, sick maneuvers. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> That's right. Fallout 76, another scam, another hustle. So, it, one weird thing, too, I think, as animals fight each other, they actually gain experience, too. So, like, you could be, like, killing some, like, low-level, like, um, like animals, and then all of a sudden, like, level 5, like, seagull, level 10, wolf, and then all of a sudden, you, you attack a level 250 wolf that, like, two shots you. Because, like, the wolves gain experience, too, as they kill other, like, sheep and stuff. So it's just really weird that like some some alpha wolf will come out of nowhere and basically just wreck you. Like there's level there's like a level five animal here. There's actually a shroud clip where he shoots a bow at a cow, right, to kill, and then the the cow turns around and just just like one shots because the cow was like level two fifty. Like what the fuck is level two hundred fifty cow doing there? Like and in what world are cows like gonna fight you? Like if you punch a seagull, 
The seagulls doesn't fly away. The seagull fights back. All right, the animals don't mess around in uh, in Atlas. All right, they they're here to brawl. They ain't no pansies. They're they're down to fight. It's just there's just so many things wrong with Atlas as is, and I do recommend uh you know if if you don't like what you see, definitely get a refund. Maybe the game is worth checking out way later. But like, the game isn't even like. It's not even fair to call this early access. This is like this is like pre-alpha, pre-early access or something because the, and, uh, the principles are there for a good like. There's a good idea on the table. I do want to emphasize that because the idea of a pirate game that's like kind of like CFTs but way larger in ambition. Honestly, with Ark as well, it just they just did Ark with pirates and had, you know some some sensible spawns, some sensible like design issues. Like you know, the game would have been decent. Well, it would have been something there to play. You've heard the conspiracies, right? Which I think are true at this point. So mm-hmm. the reason. Actually, this game was supposed to be a DLC for Ark, and people have found hidden menus that basically say it is an ocean. It's a it's like DLC named Ocean uh, for mm-hmm. Ark, and you can see the Ark logo and Ark menus uh, from like the, the uh, menus are identical. I did yeah. see the the hidden menu for the single player version, and it's literally identical to the menu in Ark. But arguably, you could say that they both use the same engine, they use the same assets. But you know, if you actually saw the Ark. Ocean logo, then yeah, obviously it's gonna be some kind of mod. Yeah, no, it, it, it was like listed as a DLC called Ocean. Okay. In like an, so, yeah. as an art DLC. So and obviously there's nothing wrong with turning what what's supposed to be an expansion into a full fledged game, right? Mm-hmm. But clearly they didn't do that here. Uh, and I would have loved to see. By the way, Ark is still a very successful and yeah. you know, popular game on Steam. It's one. It's, it's, I think it's routinely on the top ten. You know, top fifteen for sure. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just you know add on to Ark. Uh, you know. They clearly weren't ready for this to be a separate standalone product. The servers weren't ready. The uh, the game wasn't ready. I don't know. So I think they just... I really think they shot themselves in the foot uh, pretty badly. They lost a lot of goodwill. And like I said, mm-hmm. the day it was supposed to launch, I was in that channel with 200 voice people on voice. And everyone's screeching and hollering. You can't understand anything. And then one guy put his mic on and he started playing some pirate song. Like, yar, har, we go. Like, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone got quiet. And we all listened for like two minutes. Because it was, it was like a moral boosting, you know, experience. And when he ended it, one guy's like, "Wow, we had a moment there." Like, well, you know, we were all excited to play this, you know, you know, game where we get to be as pirates, we get to work together and build and fight. Uh, and it, they just shat on our dreams again. And this seems to be a very common thing. Uh, and the reason it keeps working is because there is still so much pent up demand for MMORPGs for the next mm-hmm. big game. Uh, and everyone is taking advantage of that kind of uh, desire, right? Yeah, and if you watch any of the other big streamers too, like you know Lyric, Shroud, all these like you know players, everyone is really excited for something like, uh, you know, like Atlas or any MMORPG. I mean, these people jump on the MMORPG bandwagon because we're all looking for the next great MMORPG to relive our old World of Warcraft experiences, you know, maybe our old RuneScape experiences, whatever you know. That first, you know, high we got from MMO. So there's such a demand out there, and it's just so sad that we're getting you know bamboozled by stuff like Bless and stuff like Atlas, kind of just tugging on those hopes our hopes and dreams, and they give us this product. There's one last clip I want to show you. Uh, this is actually one of the most popular clips for the game right now. Put the audio. You need audio for this one. This one's great. Okay. This is serious. Everybody knew. God bless him. The movie's on. The movie's on. The movie's on. The tiger is in the cage. Get in. Super feature. Super feature. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> that's uh, that's the, that that was basically the Atlas launch experience in a nutshell, boys. All right, and it's uh, there are quite a few meme clips. I do recommend you just go to uh, just search like Atlas uh, 
clips on Twitch, and you'll find an assort by most viewed. There's a lot of fun stuff to check out. The game as it is most certainly a disappointment. And I do wish, like, I've actually been saying for a long time, my dream MMORPG would be mixing like some, like, would be have Rust-like elements or Arc-like elements in an MMORPG setting. Like, I love, I love Rust. It's actually my favorite survival game by by, by, a, by a landslide. And playing this actually made me appreciate <coughs> how how much better of a game Rust is. But obviously, Rust had a ton of problems at launch. They fixed it over over the years. But if I could play Rust with like forty thousand players in a single server. In a large persistent server that doesn't just reset all the time, like every week at least. Like that would be awesome with some with some actual like Code and Exile style character building. Like I like Code and Exiles a lot too. I like survival games, so I went into Atlas thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this." But at no point did I have fun because I, the the animal spawns were just so frustrating. And what it took from the beginning to get to a, like a usable ship with cannons was like you need to spend like 50 hours of gameplay to do it. And if you want to get like an actual galleon, which you saw in the trailers, a really cool looking galleons. You like you need a group of like twenty people, and like twenty hours of game time each. Or if you're playing with like three people, forget about it. You you can't do it. So it ended up being this really hodgepodge like survival game with some like boat elements and pirate elements. But I think everybody wanted a pirate game with some survival elements, not the other way around. Anwar, if you look at the screen now, I pulled up the menu thing with the arc. So as you can see here, is the arc story arc, and I see you can see the DLC, and there's one called mm -hmm. Ocean, and that that mm -hmm. is just. That is what this game is. So, yeah, I think so. It makes a lot of sense because yeah. the UI is identical to Ark. And to you know, another piece of evidence for how much demand there is for a game like this, before Ark even launched, uh, it was a number one game on Twitch. All the big streamers were literally staring at the menu, like the logo, okay, with the countdown clock, and that was the most watched thing on Twitch that day. I mean, it's amazing how many people were just sitting there. Hundreds of thousands, a couple, 20, at least two hundred thousand people were sitting there watching this. Uh, timer go down and, and a logo just because they were so excited to see this you know new amazing 40,000 player persistent world so you know I'm not gonna lie I was kind of hyped for it too because again this does kind of fit my criteria for my ideal and more PG it just didn't work out and I think this gives you know maybe new world will do better uh, it just it's just so weird to me that they were they felt the need to from announcement to release to make it two weeks that that was kind of cool right but they just clearly weren't ready no why not take like another month or two and actually make something that's that's somewhat useful here I mean, clearly, we're not the only ones that feel this way either. You know, look at Steam. The game's got like 80% negative reviews or something. You know, people are absolutely shitting on this game because it, it's unapproachable, you know, as is. The way the game was, like, for the, for the first, like, three, four days, it's completely unapproachable. I haven't played it today. I might do it uh, later tonight before I refund it. But as is, it's, it's definitely a no-go. I, I just wish we get a more PG that kind of lives up to the hype. And then more... And this would have been exciting because we've all played games like WoW, like WoW clones. This, we, no, this would have been something different. A 40,000-player concurrent mmorpg mmo world it would have been awesome they just they just yep. really let us yeah. down yep another another well you know the beauty the beautiful thing about this is i think we're going to see more scams like this next year because mm, they've seen it works well exactly before art before atlas the scam was like this you got to make this really fancy looking idea with some like some renderings and some uh, trailer one trailer maybe and do a kickstarter and promise everything and say it's gonna take us like five years Mm -hmm. But now they learn you can just promise the ocean, and, uh, the whole world, and get and, and two weeks later get everyone's money. You don't have to like have this roadmap and like all this stuff, all these interviews, and you can just literally be like, "Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna make a Star Citizen 3.0. It's gonna be like ten times bigger, bigger universe, bigger galaxy. Uh, they give us twenty five dollars coming out next week, and people will do it. People will give you the money because everyone's interested in that next MMO. You know, everyone wants it, and honestly, it it, it just it did really feel like. A big letdown from that trailer. That trailer was actually pretty well done. That trailer got me pretty hyped for the game. Yeah. 
And yeah, it was completely misleading. You know, to do any of the stuff in the trailer, you got to spend like a thousand hours of just gathering resources forever. And oh my, I, I even tell you about like the 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 food in the game. Having to manage your resources was so bad. Again, if it was purely a survival game, I get it, right? But unlike unlike um, I'm pretty sure this exists in, in uh, Ark as well. But unlike because I haven't played Ark, but unlike Rust, not only do you have food and water, but you also have vitamins. So my character was like, I, I, I was dying of food. I need more food for my character. And there's like a, I found like I got like 500 strawberries on the ground, right? And I'm eating like I eat like 500 strawberries, and my character went from like 10% hunger to like 25% hunger from eating like 500 strawberries. And then my screen's turning red. I'm like, what's going on? Why am I why am I dying? And my character just drops dead after I eat like 500 strawberries. And I look at it, I said, I die from like vitamin C overdose. <laughs> Apparently, I had too too many strawberries is gonna kill you. Yeah, that's right. One of the features is uh, so I think on the right side you have like these five bars. And mm -hmm. if any of them get too high, you die. If they get too low, you die. You got to keep them all in yeah. balance to get a... Who thinks that's fun? Who thought, like, like, I get the managing food and water as a resource. It makes some sense. You know, I, I know Russ does it as well. But, like, I die from eating too many strawberries with vitamin C overdose. You can't, you can't overdose a vitamin C from, like, a normal amount. You can eat, like, they have the tablets that, like, I dare you to eat 500 strawberries and just tell me how you feel. Listen, Altai, I only ate 500 strawberries because my character was still hungry, Okay. My character wasn't even like 10% full after eating 500 strawberries, all right? It made no sense. Like, I was watching other streamers who did eat like a whole cow every like five minutes to stay alive. Like, the amount of food you cared to consume to stay alive in, in, in Atlas made no kind of sense. Like, you would think like, like very obviously, those numbers would start off pretty generous and they kind of scale it to make it more make it more sensible, right? Like, make it so you don't need to eat crazy amounts and then increase it to make it more difficult as needed. But they started in such a... I don't know who fine-tuned those numbers, but they make no sense. Zero sense. Yeah, I think here's the problem though. They shot so much goodwill that I think the best they can get, if they're lucky, is like Conan Exiles numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, the dream is dead. I'm gonna get my refund. Atlas, you're dead to me. But I had, uh, uh, with all that said, I had fun with this game I, for this month. I, I had fun as well because of the pure memory. Yeah. And like everyone was just shitting on the game like together. It was so fun. Like everyone's on the game, and I just see people like having a miserable time saying the game is shit. Like that community, that camaraderie. Of just collectively shitting on this game was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I had a, I had a blast with some friends uh, on the official Discord the day of the launch, and we were all just you know just memeing and looking at the streams and making you know like trying to get in. It, it was fun. Mm -hmm. That's that that that's enough for for Atlas boys. This is a a firm no go from TeamMMOs.com. Yep. All right. This Save is a, this is a firm. Get your firm refund. Down. Get your refund, boys. And uh, I'll tell you, what do you think? Is what? is Atlas or Bless? What's a better oh. game? What would you rather play? If you were if you're doomed to eternity to play a game, I was doomed. Well, first of all, there's more to do in Atlas, so it might be kind of winning by default well, over there. But it's winning on default there. But here's the thing: I actually was able to play Bless. I got I leveled up. Like I was yeah, playing. that's true. It was more playable. I Bless was play, way more playable. I couldn't play Atlas the first two days. I, I tried. I just couldn't play. It. I couldn't even log in. Mm. So uh, I I might go with Bless. But but here's the thing: Bless Bless did the long con, right? At least yeah. Atlas uh, kind of shanked us in the front, like real quick, you know? Yeah, that's true. Bless kind of dragged it out for a long time. Yep, yep. Plus, like, oh no, and we got a new engine coming in like a year. Remember that? Yeah, they, 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 they outright lied with the new engine, basically. With uh, with, so <laughs> new, new it was more yeah. like yeah, it was, it was more kind of douchey. But we were also kind of lied about with the forty thousand players. You know, they they hyped it up so much, and they never mentioned that. Okay, J.K. Not really forty thousand concurrent players. Actually, servers are one hundred and fifty. Like, come on, you can't you can't hype up the forty k players and do that bullshit. That that like that it's kind of a scam. Like they're not outright lying to you, but they they lie through omission. You know, but you know, whereas they are you know. The folks at Bless outright lied about the about the new and improved optimized gameplay experience. 
Yeah. So, honestly, I'd rather. Honestly, Bless, I think, was uh, was less of a scam. Less of a scam. Yeah, I mean, it was more of a game. Yeah. And it, yeah, you can actually play it. But yeah, my only credit to Alice is at least it was in and out quick. Okay. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't. You know, harass you for too long, or it didn't abuse you for long. You know. Yeah. A, a swift, a swift backhand, bam, and it's done with you. Backhand and done, boys. Yep. All right. Well. Anyway. Speaking of perpetual scams, we got we got to mention Star. This is a big news for Star Citizen came out this last week. <laughs> all right, so this is alternative to Atlas, guys. Instead of being scammed real quick for twenty five bucks in three weeks, they uh, they scam you for hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars over ten years. But there is some another ray of hope has come out of nowhere, uh, and they have managed to raise forty six million dollars from a uh, private investment group. Uh, the guy apparently is a record label billionaire. Have you ever heard of him? I never heard of him before this. I've never heard of him. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, they gave the company forty-six million in exchange for ten percent of the company, and with this money, uh, they promised to have the single-player game called Squadron uh, Forty Two available by twenty twenty. Interestingly, there is nothing on the Persistent Universe game. So I actually found that first of all, I was actually impressed that they raised money from outside investors, which kind of you know gave them some more credibility in my eyes. And they actually released full financials, well not financials, outlining their revenues and expenses, basically showing how much money they raised, how much they've spent on various things, and they're they're still like net positive on cash flow. They have like ten plus million in the bank, so they're still financially sound right now. But it was really remarkable to see that they said um, we're aiming for Squadron Forty Two to release sometime this summer of twenty twenty. And they didn't really mention anything for the Persistent Universe version of the game. No kind of release date or even estimate. And I do think it's a bit of a like bit of a weird maneuver because I think most people that funded Star Citizen during the Kickstarter and most people that were excited for it were excited for their Persistent Universe MMO version, yep. not the single player version. So I'm actually listen. I'm gonna call it right now. Squadron 42 is going to happen. Hundred percent. I would bet that Squadron 42 is definitely gonna happen. I, I don't doubt that for a second right now. I'm, I'm like 99% sure Squadron 42 will happen. I'm still not sure if the Persistent Universe is going to happen. That's what I'm unsure about. I, I know we'll get the other version. I'm not sure about, you know, the MO version. Because they, they have something for Squadron 42 already. And, you know, they can release a really half-assed product if they want to. You know, I think it's easy to release a half-assed, janky, single-player product than, like, an MO product. So, plus, MO product requires much more, you know, much harder to make. So, we're going to get something for Squadron 42 for sure. You know what's funny? I think they're just buying time with the single-player. And they're hoping some technological breakthrough in networking makes the MMO part possible in the future. Yes, exactly. They're, they're going to hope they can take their single-player game and add some like MMO elements to it, right? Yes, I think 100% that's what they're going to they're go for. I think that's where all the energy is going towards right now. Because once they release Squadron 42, they can just sell it at retail as well and make some more money that way. Do you remember how poorly PUBG ran with 100 players when it first launched? And still, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't run well still, right? Yeah. I just don't... And, and if Atlas has taught us anything, it's the current technology, okay, is clearly not there for a, a full 3D world that can support, you know, hundreds of clients. Like, it just does not exist. That, that We do not have the technology. We, we've seen it actually work to a degree in Planetside 2. And I actually do have to, like, thinking back at all the other, like, MMOs out there, Planetside 2 is probably the most impressive. Maybe, I, I don't know how that backend works, or maybe it was a really jankly put-together system, but in general, it worked. You could have, like, 500-plus players on a single battlefield, and, and it generally worked. Yeah, you had some higher, you know, some lag issues, but, you know, you could actually play in that environment, and it was actually pretty intense. You know, we have it since... since um, Planetside 2 and Planetside 1, actually, we, we really haven't seen that large scale in any MMO or any online game. You know, we've been kind of hard capped at 100 for Battle Royale. I mean, before that, we were kind of hard capped at 64 for Battlefield games, right? For yep. multiplayer. Now, 100 seems to be the limit. Like, I, I remember reading when PUBG first came out that they were going to aim for like 
150, 200 players on their game at once. And they go, they're only going to start with 100. That was their starting point. But at no point did we get to 100 or 150. We've been stuck at 100 for all these games. So there is clearly some kind of a bottleneck on the back end, or no one's be able to piece together a good system to have reliably all these players on the screen. Yeah, it, it's a few, like you said, a few games have pulled it off somehow with, with their own kind of system, whether it's Planetside mm-hmm. or even Minecraft. There are Minecraft servers with, yeah. that support hundreds of players, and they seem to work. Uh, but all the big engines c- apparently can't seem to run even 100 players well just yet, uh, and they're, they're just mm-hmm. recently now catching up to 100. And I really, a special OS is another company trying to do stuff with uh, more, more uh, units. But I do know that their alpha, there is a playable alpha for Star Citizen, and it, it's kept at a very low number. I think it's like 50 clients in one uh, server or galaxy. Whatever. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like a lobby-based, the way Star yeah, Citizen yeah. works right now. So and it's not an MMO. So I think what they realize is they there's absolutely zero way to scale that to a persistent universe like they want. And they're mm-hmm. hoping that you know by 2020 they can sell the single-player game and buy themselves a couple more years and hope and maybe they'll be a big breakthrough in, uh, in networking, you know? Uh, but as it stands, I agree with you, Mark. I don't. I don't think there's any chance of the persistent world uh, that uh, Star Citizen promised is ever actually coming out anytime soon. Yeah, and if I, it's not even like in the works. I, I think they've realized that like nothing, nothing. We can't make any progress here. So they're going to work on the the, the Squadron Forty Two. And interestingly, putting this news up reminded me again of uh, Astro Creation with the with the Battle Royale mode they launched, right? With their with their that, that's out right now, by the way. Astro Creation Apocalypse and Apocalypse, I think, is, is all we're going to get for Astro Creation. There's there will be no MO version. Or not for years and years and years. Well, instead, we have the we have Apocalypse, which is some kind of like MOBA, uh, ba- battle arena, I guess. Because you do have a, you know, there's battle royale mode, there's some like PvP fighting mode, basically just a multiplayer, you know, action game. It, it's not an MMORPG as is. And they said they released it to test their their game systems, right? But like, no, that's not true because if they're dedicating resources doing a battle royale mode for Apocalypse, now in what world is a battle royale mode for for Astro Creation Apocalypse going to help help the MMORPG version? It's not. These are unrelated. You're using resources. People funded Astro Creation and MMORPG, and they're getting a Battle Royale multiplayer fighting game. Like, wh- what? And, and if, if that's a freebie extra, I get that, but I just, they're putting resources on this now. And I think at least this is its something. It's playable. But it just feels like it makes me think that we're not going to get the MMORPG version. I think we can because uh, Astro Creation is on Unreal. And as mm-hmm. and by the way, the, the Arc engine is um, Arc and Atlas are on Unreal as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's modifications, of course, but it is an Unreal game, and as we as we can clearly see, Unreal just cannot handle these high client numbers. It just yeah, doesn't, wasn't doesn't Terra work. on Unreal as well, and that game ran like absolute trash. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an old game now. That was Unreal yeah, three. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it, it just it's just so disappointing, and like it, it does feel like the release of Apocalypse, and now doubling down on Squadron Forty Two with no mention of uh, the Star Citizen Persistent Universe. It makes you think this is all we're going to get, and, and it's kind of sad if it ends up being that way. But you know. They still have till 2020 to even do Squadron 42. I mean, how long are they going to keep the? the I, mean, I feel like Star Citizen is going to raise money for such a long time. I, I, I don't, I don't understand the kind of person that funds a game like this. You know, fun, especially people that wanted to play the MMO. I don't get it. And the same thing for Astro Creation. I don't well, know. It should be noted though, uh, despite raising 46 million, and this has basically been, you know, shown as good news, and I think it is. Some, at least it shows some. At least one big wealthy outsider believes, you know, their numbers and their mm-hmm. schedule. But it's only one year worth of their crowdfunding revenue. So, yeah. like you said, Omar, they released some numbers here, and this is their income per year uh, since 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you can see in 2017, they raised uh, four, about $44 uh, million, it seems. And it, here are their expenses. So, again, 2017, they spent about $49 million. So, mm-hmm. they are either spending at or a little bit above. Yeah, their, right about. Right about yeah. Yeah. So they're about. They actually have no money. They have very little money in the tank. 
So they needed this investment. Like if, if they didn't get this investment, not, the, 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 the whole project would have shut down. No, I, I think they could have borrowed money, but yeah, they, they were operating on the edge. I think their, um, their most recent, no, in, in their financial page, they say they have a net position of like 12 million. So they still have 12 million in the bank after all expenses. I mean, that's that's, that's time. three weeks. I mean, it's three months. Yeah, of it's three salaries. months worth of expenses. Yeah. yeah, so they were approaching a point where, you know, they were operating on the edge. We don't, I, I don't think they released a balance sheet because I don't think they have any debt on the books, right? They, but do. Like, they definitely um, have that. Come on. Okay. Okay, so so yeah, they, they they did need the money as well, and the, the forty-six million dollars was for ten percent of the company. So it valued Star Citizen, the whole company that makes Star Citizen, at four hundred sixty million bucks, which I think is is pretty high. It is high, and actually, this kind of uh, segues into something I want to cover real quick. So, right. despite uh, being probably the preeminent PC gaming project out there right now, right, Star Citizen, yeah, in terms of budget, in terms of hype, in terms of uh, aspiration, right, it's mm-hmm. uh, worth. About four hundred sixty million dollars at mm-hmm. the moment, and uh, that seems like a lot, right? But I want to yeah. compare that to another game that recently got bought out. Oh yeah, it's so, the one that Zynga bought. Exactly. So there was another some other investments going on in the gaming space this uh, this week. Zynga, known for Farmville fame, purchased They're still around. Purchased uh, a company that makes uh, Empires and Puzzles. That's their singular game. It's a mobile game. And I they, bet you never heard about this one, boys. No, I, I, I hadn't heard about it until I read this news. And they paid uh, $560 million for 80% with a pledge to buy the remaining 20% uh, based on how well it does in the next couple of years. But uh, this company is valuing the deal at over $700 million. So Yikes. this game... Let's see, let's, see, let's, see, let's see the $700 million game. Exactly. Off, show us. This game is $700 million, okay? Compared to 460 for Star Citizen, boys. All right, here we go. Oh, look at that. Hmm, how exciting. Another one of these strategy uh, base building. You click My on favorite. the windmill. Right? Oh, look, there's some yeah, cards going well. on, it looks like. You know, we got some, some units here. How exciting. Wow. Yeah. This this is a $700 million game. $700 million, boys. this company for $700 million valuation. It's a mobile game where you have uh, basically the same base building elements we've seen in Ebony, Game of War, you know, Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire... And they also mix up some puzzle element to it too, which I'm sure you'll see in the video. That's right. Uh, so, so not only can you build a little base, my lord, but my lord. But let's see, they show it to you here. Oh, oh, and this is the actual game. Wow, look at that! Some innovative, uh, bejeweled gameplay. You know, we never, Completely we haven't seen this before. original, boys. No one's been able to combine bejeweled and RPG <laughs> gameplay before. All right, this is literally, this is literally puzzle and dragon clone. Like they, they took some puzzle and dragon elements and they combined it with the, with the nonsense mobile strategy game and they're worth 700 million honestly with all the shit we give star citizen i'm more excited for star citizen than i am for this game all right <laughs> star citizen is this star citizen looks like a like not a scam at all compared to this like at least this looks like pure garbage like, it's amazing I, I, it actually hurts my soul that when, when, when these game companies see this level of success making trash games because this because what's going to happen is like these uh zynga you know nexon activision blizzard they're going to hire the best programmers from the best universities who grew up playing, you know, like real games like World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Warcraft 3, people that grew up playing real games, and they're going to pay them the big bucks to make this trash. They're going to be like, listen, this is where the money is. We want you to make this. They'll get paid. So all the talent in the world, in the gaming industry, is now being paid to make trash that you're seeing in the video in the background. And I think that's a point that people don't recognize enough because, look, a lot of people, perhaps many watching, are thinking... Well, who cares if mobile games are growing, right? It's unrelated to us. You know, who cares if that market is you know, 10 times bigger, 100 times bigger, 
as long as you know, I can still. I'm, I'm on PC. I'm playing PC games. What Omar said is a problem. If the mobile game company is making a billion dollars, right? They are going to go to the MIT, whatever, you know, Harvard, wherever, wherever these engineers learn this programming and game making, and they're going to offer them big salaries. So the, the people left uh, making the PC games, like let's say, let's say the company that only makes PC games, they're going to be basically left paying. But well, first of all, they have less money now because all the money is going to mobile. But they, they're also left at the bottom of the uh, pool of talent. So the talent in the PC sector is also going to decrease uh, relative mm-hmm. because of the success of mobile. And then the people, and you can see where you know how much talent has already left the PC industry because you know we have Atlas. You know all the geniuses they are working on Atlas. They 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 programmed a great game. You know they designed a great game. You know all the unfortunately all the AAA the really good designers are now relegated to making mobile games. The people left are giving us stuff like Atlas. We, we got this with Blizzard. Remember the the co-founder of Blizzard resigned, and I, I, no one knows why, but I suspect it's because the orders came in from Activision that look hey look guys you got to focus on mobile. That's where the money is. Stop, mm-hmm. you know, don't waste your money on this PC stuff. Put your best guys on your best teams into uh, mobile games. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a sad world we live in. I, I got to say this one more time because it, this this hurts my soul immensely. Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire, the mobile piece of shit strategy game, has made more revenue than Final Fantasy XV. Again, Final Fantasy XV, the mobile strategy game, it's a spinoff game made by the guys that make Game of War, it has more gross revenue than all of Final Fantasy XV. And it's so bad. It is so bad. And it's such a pay-to-win clusterfuck of garbage. It, I've played it. I've tried to play it purely because I was curious. And it's so soul-crushingly bad. It's the same garbage we've seen in other mobile strategy games. But all the talented designers, all the talented programmers are working on games like that now. It, it is truly depressing because... I think, like my brother said, a lot of people don't realize that talent isn't there anymore. The talent that most skilled programmers, the most skilled designers are working on, on pay-to-win mobile games. Now, look, not every mobile game is, is, is awful. But I do want to say the mobile strategy game as a whole drives me insane how bad those games are. Hey, Karina, thanks for the sub. Much love. At least when I see a game like Epic 7 or even that Destiny Child game that Altai's been playing. Like, look, it's nothing original, right? But like, there's something more there. It's an auto-play game. Uh, it's got some really good art. Some great booby art. Oh, A-plus booby art. But they, they, there's something more. You know, there's a little bit more there than there is for mobile strategy games. And, uh, okay, well, you mentioned um, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. And, of course, as you know, Final Fantasy XIV is made by Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And Square Enix is valued at about $3.5, 3300000000 billion, right? $2 billion EV. Let's go with the $2 billion number. Okay, Makes so, it more okay, reasonable. Fine. It's worth $2 billion. Square Enix is worth $2 billion. Uh, there's a company called Niantic, which makes... Uh, Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you yeah. know how much Niantic is valued at? I'm not sure how much. How much do they make? All, all, all they have is Ingress and uh, they have two Pokemon games. Go, right? Yeah, Ingress. Nobody plays Ingress. Nobody plays Ingress. They have Pokemon Go. Okay. Well, Niantic is worth four billion. So that Oof. means Niant- Pokemon Go is worth twice as much as all of Square Enix, including that strategy game and Final Fantasy 14 and the whole Final Fantasy series and Edios and Hitman and Tomb Raider and whatever else they make. Yeah, so Square Enix has been a in the forefront. It's been a big gaming company. For a long time, since like we're talking NES days, right? Maybe yeah. even before then, right? They have iconic franchises like Final Fantasy, Tomb Raider, Hitman, all the e- all the Eidos titles. They've been around forever. Dragon and they're Quest. Worth a- Dragon yeah. Quest. They make one of my favorite MMORPGs, Final Fantasy XIV. They're worth about $2 billion enterprise value. That's basically market cap minus cash, if you're curious. So they're worth about $2 billion. And this company is worth $4 billion for one. And, th- and the thing is, Pokemon Go, 
doesn't even own the Pokemon IP. They license that from Nintendo and the Pokemon company. So they don't even own their own IP, and they make one mobile game. It, it is, it's, it's remarkable. But, okay, it is true that they have another IP license game coming out soon. Uh, next year, 2019, we're going to see the release of Harry Potter uh, uh, Ingress. So, I don't know, you're going to be walking around fighting Dumbledore. I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. but It's going to be a reskin Pokemon Go with yeah, a Harry Potter much. stuff, probably. You, you, you throw uh, wands and you catch, like, Hermione, you know? I don't, I don't... Hot? <laughs> let, sure. me get, let, me get, let me get some of that Hermione, boys. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it, we, we are living in uh, interesting times for PC gaming, unfortunately. And uh, interesting in a bad way. All right. At least, um, at least, uh, again, Epic Seven and Destiny were half decent. So, again, uh, bit sad. Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, it, it leaves me a little defeated. It leaves me a little defeated. Uh, I'm actually excited to read about this news, and uh, not because I particularly enjoy these mobile games, but because uh, you know it's it is interesting to see how the the winds are shifting. And um, here's a personal uh-huh. story. Uh, I went out to dinner uh, with one of uh, Donut, Donut, uh, my girlfriend, uh, her friend, and her friend has kids. Uh, and they're, I think they're like 10-ish. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, we're all at the restaurant and, you know, they're, they're, they have their phones out and they're playing. They're playing Fortnite on their phone. And they're like, oh, you play this game? I'm like, yeah, but I play on the computer. And they're like, I'm like, do you have, like, do you just play it on the phone? Do you have, he's like, I have a PlayStation. I'm like, okay, do you play it on PlayStation? He's like, no, I prefer it on the phone. So he prefers to play Fortnite on his phone. How old is he? Like 10-ish? I don't know. Okay, so just get just let let this sink in, everyone. You know, I don't think we have any ten year olds watching us, but like, I want you guys to know that the kids today, the ten year olds, they prefer to play Fortnite on their phone than they play on the PS4 or the controller. I mean, obviously, PC is still the best for us, but they would rather the garbage touch controls than playing. They, they prefer that. They have access to the yes, PS4. Yes, they have a PS4. <laughs> he just tells us that we, everyone watching this stream, we're we're all we're we're, we're, we're going to be extinct. We're dinosaurs. Like no one's going to make games for us. When we, the funny thing is, almost everyone on this stream, like some of us, a lot of us play mobile games too for fun. But like we typically prefer to play. Like if a game is cross-platform play between PC and mobile, like a game like Fortnite, we'd all rather play on the PC because you're just literally limited by worse controls on mobile. But no, the kids today prefer those shitty controls. Yeah, and you know. You know, normally in a situation like this, I would kind of like ignore the kids. Uh, there was three kids in total, and but but I was interested because I wanted to learn about their habits. Uh, the the girl who's younger, I think she, I don't know, eight, I guess. Uh, I mm-hmm. asked her. She plays. Uh, she asked if she could borrow my phone uh, at, the, at the restaurant so she could play Roblox. I'm like, oh, Roblox. Yeah, I heard of that. It's Roblox, is actually a very old game, and I I remember playing it when it was a PC only game. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, I play Roblox on PC. Do you, I mean, do you play it on PC? And she's like, no, I prefer on the phone. It's the same thing. So there's a game. She has a laptop at home. I presume she can't always be on it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. they have to share it or something. But she prefers to play Roblox on the phone over PC. Uh, so both console and PC are uh, substandard compared to the phone interface for these kids. Now this is remarkable for me. This is actually news to me because I, I didn't know kids actually preferred the mobile. I, I understood that when they weren't home or like they like playing on mobile. But if they had choice of both, like on PS4 and on like mobile, they prefer the PS4. That was my initial thought. So it's actually news to me that that's not the case. I think. Well, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think it over too, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, uh, privacy, maybe. Because I mean, these ten year olds, I doubt they have a TV in their own room. Yeah. Uh, maybe they. I don't. I don't know. So I think with the phone, they can kind of go somewhere quiet, away from their siblings, away from the parents, right? Where or like they could be at school or outside or with their friend's house. Whereas a PlayStation is not portable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's my guess. I don't know. Makes sense. 
Makes sense. But uh, they, they love uh, Brawl Stars. That's a new game that came out by the guys who made uh, Clash Supercell. Royale and Clash Yeah, Supercell. Uh, so they love they love that game. That game is hot right now, apparently. Time to invest in mobile, boys. It's where all the money's at. Uh, I, I, I don't imagine th that generation ever um, uh, really graduating to PC because they're going to be so uh, used to the mobile phone. I mean, that, that, that like generation also grew up watching Finger Family Elsa Gate videos on YouTube too. So maybe that really screwed them up as a <laughs> growing up. Because like, if you haven't seen that, like, you know, if you haven't looked into that, there's a subreddit called Elsa Gate. There's these algorithmically generated YouTube videos of like this colorful stuff happening on screen that make, that make no sense. But kids are absolutely in love with it. It's like the weirdest thing. So these these kids grew up watching these, you know, Elsa Gate videos, and they they're just enchanted by mobile or something. I don't know. It's actually a Chinese plot. See, the, the, the Finger Family song has propaganda to get you to buy some Huawei phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was actually, you know, I was I was eating dinner last night by myself, and I look at the table next to me. This is this is like this family, and there's this this small like Chinese kid. And he's like I don't. Know, Five or something or four he's he's watching one of those one of those videos the, those elsa gate videos and he's just watching it he was completely obedient. like he wasn't like acting up at all he was enchanted he couldn't keep his eyes off it and the thing the video was like in french too because like it was like showing you the colors he, he, he's, not, he's not french he can't understand what the hell's going on it doesn't matter he just he, just, he got lost in the colors so it's remarkable just how how big these are it, it's so weird it's almost scary like it looks like brainwashing to like to me as an adult looking at this. Uh here we are, boy. You're old. I wouldn't. I, I would. I would. I would let my kids watch this. Hold up. All right. How is this different than our dad? Imagine our dad who grew up in uh, like a rural province of Turkey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imagine what he thought when he was watching us play EverQuest, uh, twelve hours a day when we were in elementary school. He must have thought we're being brainwashed too, right? No. At least, at least it was engaging. It, there well, was something more there. But, but could if he tell? He, could he? Could he tell that? I think he could. Really. You can see our hands on the mouse and keyboard, okay? When you watch these kids watching these Elsa Gate videos, these, like, these uh, Finger Family videos, there's, no, there's nothing going on. It's, it's just a little brainwashing. The colors are <laughs> appearing on the screen. Well, there's no, there's no in, in his little head, there's a whole world unfolding, like, with, like, these, like, subplots and, like, this whole, like, possibility. I, I, if you had a kid, would you let them watch? No. I, I, never. No. No way. I'd rather they watch porn at a young age and watch that. I don't know. I don't watch anything but that. If my four-year-old no was watching porn on his phone at a restaurant, I would be very... No. I, I, <laughs> oh, listen. Listen. I wouldn't let him do it either, right? But, like, I'd be more upset if I saw him watching this... If I catch him watching those Finger Family videos, all right? Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the flip side. So, okay. So, she, this friend has, like, a total of three kids, right? And it, mm -hmm. I can imagine how exhausting that is. So, at the end of the day, after, you know, um, work, they both, you know, the, the mom works, full-time job. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, the kids are bouncing. Like, mom, mom, look at this. Let me show you this. Da, 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 da. I mean, you got you. It, it's so much relief to just give him the phone. Like, here you go. Just take this and look at your stupid fingers, fam. I'll give him the phone. I'll lock it on Vsauce. Hey guys, Vsauce. <laughs> they don't want. They're gonna put it down and start jumping up and down. Mom, mom, mom. Look at the dad. Look at this, dad. Look, dad. Look what I. And you're gonna be like, I don't oh. know. <laughs> Fine. Go watch your. Go watch your other nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Go watch your finger family. <laughs> <laughs> at least if I get something out of Vsauce, all right? <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's change gears a little bit. This story kind of grinded my gears a little bit. Uh, I know you apparently found it as well, so maybe you can introduce us to this story. But this, I read this just before the stream, and it grinded my gears. Okay, so here's the thing. I honestly think this was kind of clickbait-ish. I mean, she can't be serious. No, I, I think she is. 
This this is not like a parody website. I, th- I think this is a you know. It's a real website. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's a legit site. This is not like meant for memes. This games in this games industry that biz is not a meme website. It's not like you know a joke. It's supposed to be generally you know serious topics. I don't think I've seen very any parody things on here. So this was serious. Yeah, so I read this. Okay, so she's basically complaining that there aren't enough women in esports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, so for the first bit, you can kind of object to her um, attitude, but she's mm-hmm. right. At the end of the day, there just aren't that many women in esports, right? Her attitude is awful in this article. Sure, it just seems so disingenuous. The attitude I can get, I can get over, right? Because I can, we can agree to disagree on attitude. On attitude, that's just phrasing, right? But this is the part I took issue with. Let me if I can, I can find it. Um, oh man. So you, why don't you explain the article while I find this one phrase that I hated? Okay, there's there's a lot in this article which I hate. So she's complaining that there's not enough you know diversity or woman in uh, in in east in, in esports. And yeah, she actually mentions right at the beginning that like we I've talked to the game companies and like Riot Games has partnered with Women in Games France to sponsor an esports incubator for women. And apparently, uh, you know, Overwatch's some esports guys working on it. NBA 2K's you know Brandon Donahue. These people are working on getting girls more involved in esports. And you know, you know what she says? And despite all this, you know, everyone agreed to work on this. Uh, nothing's being done, basically. Um, these are lukewarm responses. Um, these appear to be uh, universal from those in power. The people in power are just making these, these gestures to include women, but they're not actually serious about including women. These are just gestures, okay? It, it, the attitude there is just driving me nuts. Because, and there's so much disingenuous about this article too, because she points out like, oh, half of video, half of people that play video games are girls. Yeah. Half of people that play the biggest esports events should be girls as well. And she links studies saying 50% of you know gamers are girls, right? But she fails to mention that, you know, in esports, only 25% of people that watch are interested in esports are girls. But she mentioned this 50% figure, and the 50% figure she mentions only exists because 75% of mobile gamers are girls. So she's she's equating mobile gaming and esports on PC gaming because she always refers to the biggest events like the League of Legends World Championship, the Overwatch World Cup, the International for Dota 2. These events are PC events. The women interested in these games are, are so much less than the overall gaming percentage. And she links these studies and conflates them together. It, it's actually really frustrating to read because I clicked into her sources and she's just using like incorrect data or rather using data when she shouldn't. She, it doesn't support her points. That she's trying to make and it's just really frustrating to read this article because uh it's driving me insane and she's complaining that you know if, if we're lucky a single woman will be on stage behind a casting microphone yeah. and there's zero non-binary individuals as well uh yeah first of all she threw a non-binary twice it just kind of seemed like tacked on uh yeah so that was kind of weird because i think there there actually was a pretty well-known starcraft 2 player who was uh what? It was a it was a trans girl, the yeah, Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you do see it when it's you know, they, mm-hmm. I mean, when it's when it when they get to the top, you see it. I mean, I don't know why. If anything, I don't I don't see why. I, if I was like a league owner or like a team owner, and I happened to chance into the one rare, mm-hmm. you know, woman that was really good at the game, I would kind of hype it up more than it deserves because now I can stand out, right? So I think incentives mm-hmm. are not to hide female talent. Uh, if it exists, if anything, you wanna, you wanna, you know project it make it bigger than it seems just because it's rare and you can stand out that way and you know she interviews a couple like uh girls in the industry and they clearly say that there just aren't enough women that are like that you can possibly uplift you know i mean they play games for different reasons and they don't exist in the numbers that she kind of claims they did with 50 50 it's not 50 50 in uh in dota 2 i'm sorry it's just not the data is not like that so you you can't have expect 50 50 or even close to that 
and obviously, you know, people play games for different reasons too. You know, I, I, like you said, I'm sure that they would love to have like the, you know, they would. It's an opportunity. It's like almost like you can monetize it really well if you get a you know a woman in, in the top so top here, tier. Here's what here's what baffled me. Okay, it doesn't help that there appears to be a massive gender pay gap for streamers. Oh, for, that I, I hated that. So too. First of all, I read the article. Yeah, streamers. Anyone? I mean, anyone can be a streamer. We're a streamer, right? I mean, yeah. but we're not getting. This is like a, it's not. We're not like an employee. We're not salary. You know, it's it's yeah. up to us how much we, we choose to stream, how much we like yeah. give incentive. By the way. For those of you who subscribe, you know, we, we do, we do, we're appreciative, but we don't, like, go out of our way to, like, give you special, like, you know, like, uh, titles or anything. We could do all that stuff, and then we get more, but we don't. We shoot, we make a choice. So, to the extent that guys are getting more money if they stream, it's because they probably stream longer. It's how, you know, they're, they're doing more incentives, they're networking more, whatever it is, right? Like, there are reasons why, you know, these streamers get more than someone else. It's not, if I, I would actually argue that probably if you're, the, like, if you're like, a lazy streamer, probably helps to be a girl like if we were both big titty girls and we stream one hour a week i think we make more than we currently are right yeah definitely i mean so i i, I don't get that part like I, I don't think it's a gender thing there also the thing is she i i, I linked i've read the article about the u.s has the largest gender pay gap for video game streamers the article uh she is of course the author as well uh rebecca valentine and it just seems like this would be purely based on on just the sampling of, of what came up because numbers are really close anyway with the number of like people in the u.s that got paid versus women so let me see if you can find the number all right, so probably 38% of men who stream are not paid for compared to 43% of women. According to the uh, 30% of men who stream are not paid for. So the numbers are very close. 38% of men who stream don't make anything, and 43% of women don't get paid anything. But I, I, surprise, surprise. Like, if you look at Twitch and you look at like how many, how many streamers have zero viewers or one viewer, that's like 90% of Twitch. So these numbers don't even make sense to me because 90% of Twitch streamers don't make a penny anyway. So it, it just purely came from where they sampled the data. I, I, I don't think it's even like, it, it doesn't even pass a sniff test of how obviously bullshit this data is. Yes, I get the fact that the biggest streamers are men across the board. Yeah, I, I get that. And you want to talk about like on the high end, I think there's a good article to be written about, you know, the biggest streamers being men. But I don't think there's any kind of article to be written about the gender pay gap on the low end, where it's saying, you know, more women get paid zero than men. Now, like my brother said, I think it's much easier to be a lazy women streamer than it is for a lazy male streamer. Yep. And obviously, every stream's got to work hard to get anything, right? But if you want to be on the, the, the absolute laziest, it's easier to be a lazy woman than it is for a lazy man on, in terms of streaming. But on the high end, you know, there is definitely some... You, you will get a lot more shit for being a girl and you're, and you're playing video games. I mean, any of us that played video games kind of acknowledge that. But I think another, another issue with that is, like, the article also mentioned one of the issues with uh, girls in esports is they don't like taking flack from other people. And I do think that they get more shit, but it's not to say guys don't get shit either. I think guys can deal with getting shit on more in video games. Yeah, and this applies to everything. Like, like men can take negative feedback without like it consuming them as much. Girls cannot get criticized as like they can't accept being criticized as well as men can, which kind of turns them away from being in the spotlight. I think. That's a good you know, point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If you're like a male streamer, uh, you're probably gonna be, a you're gonna be ignored if you're new. Yeah. And uh, b if someone does trash talk you, you can you're gonna trash talk back or just like get, ban them and move on. Yeah. I think a woman is under more stress under that situation. Yeah. I think uh, it was a fun Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, we don't usually bring up Joe Rogan, but I think he said, like, the idea that there's an unrealistic beauty standard, that only applies to women. You know that, right? The, uh, the unrealistic beauty standard is what women complain about. Well, like, uh, the example Joe Rogan used, you know that guy on uh, Aquaman? That Jack dude who was the... No guy looked at that and said, that's an unrealistic standard. He's like, no, you go to the oh, gym, you work out, you, you mean, might look like that. You might Cal Drogo. Yeah, whatever, Cal Drogo. Yeah, like... 
there is no unreasonable, like unrealistic beauty standard for men. You know, I feel like men can just look at that and be like, okay, you know, you go to the gym, you work out, you know, you can look good. You know, I, I, it's almost it's a weird double standard. Well, okay, I, I'll say this though. Okay, I think this is more important for streaming. If a guy comes into my stream and starts saying like, hey, I'll, uh, uh, hey, baby, show me that dick. You know, you got, a, I bet you got a nice dick. Or harassing me, right? You know yeah. what I do? I'd be like, what, what are you gay? And just ban him, right? But yeah. a woman will sit there, read it, not ban them, and then complain. On, on, on Twitter, how how they bring harassed, where a guy would just ban it and end it right there, like they, they wouldn't engage with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, or they would they would just you know swear back and move on. And, and, and this isn't just an off the cuff remarks. I mean, I think if you look into it, you'll find that uh, women do take negative feedback like more personally than men do, and why uh, like advertising works better on women, like a lot of like um, like makeups and stuff. Like like there's a lot of there's some data behind this. It's not just I mean it is it, it does kind of fit the the obviousness of it, but it's. There's real data behind this. Uh, yeah, this is, this is he's Aquaman. Yeah, he's Aquaman now. Yeah, he's Aquaman. Whatever. Yeah, Kyle Drogo's Aquaman. Like, again, <laughs> have you ever heard a guy say like, "Oh, you know, it's unrealistic standard of beauty for men"? I've never heard that. That's true. I haven't heard that. But you hear that from the from women all the time. Uh, just go. You know, if you're a guy, you go to the gym, you work out, you look good. Right. I think I'm gay now. <laughs> 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 nice, not good to Listen, listen. If you can swim in this ice cold, look at the mountains behind him. If you swim in this water every day for like three months, mm -hmm. you'll you'll be ripped. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's. I, I, yeah. I read this article. Very frustrating the way she conflates data and tries to use it to fit her what she wants. Because yeah. it, it just seems weird to say fifty. They should have fifty percent representation in the biggest esports events and lists the League of Legends World Championship and the international. And then links an article saying that, you know, m girls play mobile games more than men. And that's why the numbers are 50-50. You know, numbers are not 50-50 in Dota 2. Not even close to it. Well, maybe when, when mobile games become bigger and they become the main esports, maybe mm -hmm. perhaps women will thrive. Perhaps. Because they're good at doing nothing and, you know, uh, making it look like they're doing something. <laughs> what? what? Well, mobble games, you don't play, they play oh, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I guess. So yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them do put. It's more suited for their mentality, maybe. In other news, uh, Discord actually raised more money this uh, this week as well. Did you read this? No. Oh yeah, yeah, two, a couple billion dollar valuation, right? Yeah, it's worth, now it's worth two billion, which incidentally was the same amount that Square Enix is worth, right? So from from now on, going forward in this podcast, we're going to use units of currency as Square Enixes, okay? Okay, we're that's fair. Other companies. So, yeah, this score is worth one Square Enix. Yes, exactly. Uh, and this, they raised this money to help them launch their store. They're competing now with Steam, and they're also competing with Epic. And they're actually offering a better cut than Epic. Epic kind mm -hmm. of tried to undermine uh, Steam with an 88 to 12% cut. And now Discord says they're going to do 90-10. So if you list your game on the Discord store, you get 90% of the revenue. Uh, Discord gets 10%. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm calling here, boys. Tencent is going to make a deal happen with Epic Games and Discord. All right. I think Tencent owns a piece of Discord as well. They've invested in them you know, a while ago. And they own a piece of Epic Games. And I think for the Epic Games store to do really well, a Discord integration would be would be amazing. So I think they're going to muscle in on Steam that way. That's, Sometime in 2019, that'll be a big deal, I think. That's something I think would be mutually beneficial because I think on their own, neither Steam, I mean, neither Discord or Epic can really unseat Steam. But together... Mm -hmm. um, they can they can offer mm -hmm. a really really good alternative, mm -hmm. uh, and they, like I said, they both do have uh, Tencent as a big investor, so they could make it happen. But from what we know right now, 
Discord specifically said they are not looking to be bought out. They raised this money so so they can avoid uh, you know having to sell to somebody and instead use this money to kind of grow their own store. All right, I'll tell you. I have a question for you. Are you hungry? Uh, yeah, I'm hungry. Talk about some Project Barbecue. Oh, all right. Good name. Project Barbecue. So Project, what is Project Barbecue? Project, Project Barbecue, I think is just their codename right now. Apparently, uh, Nexon is working on a brand new uh, PC MMORPG. What? An action MMORPG, yes. Damn. Uh, it was announced just today, and it's made by Neopol, the guys that made Dungeon Fighter Online. So people have been speculating this could be Dungeon Fighter Online 3D, though. Interestingly, I don't think it is, because they would have labeled it Dungeon Fighter oh, Online 3D. These monsters in the background look like they could be from Dungeon, Dungeon they, Fighter Online. They look like they could be, yeah. There's some orcs walking around the background. I see that. but like, they I could know be those orcs. Or... Those orcs are the DFO orcs. Yes, they're the DFO orcs from like, the forest place. I know, like yeah. super basic. But look at the video. Like You think they would have chosen more some iconic characters to show off or some bad guys, some actual characters in the game. So because we haven't seen that, I don't think it's necessarily going to be DFO or 3D. But it's going to be a new, you know, it should be next on. It's a PC MMORPG. Made by Neopol, and I think I think it could be good. You know, anytime we see a new PCM RPG, it, it's exciting because Nexon is such a big company they can afford to hire some of the best talent. They're still working on mobile games, but mobile games aren't that big for Nexon yet. So despite all the hate Nexon gets, they still have you know their best teams making PC games as well. And gameplay-wise, it looks really smooth. I think one lesson to be learned in this whole like mobile world is. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't discount uh, the value of establishing an IP on a premium uh, service like PC or yeah. console or, or movie. So, for example, uh, Lineage Revolution or whatever, right? Made a lot of money on yeah. mobile. But it made that money because a lot the of name people. Lineage. Yeah, Lineage, exactly. And they were people grew up with that franchise and they played it on PC when they were kids. And now they're adults and, you know, they have phones. So mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I, I want to see a funnel created where the IP starts somewhere. Like, an, an anime does this, right? They start with the manga, and they turn it into an anime, and then it turns into some bullshit you know, movie. Mobile like, games, yeah. Mobile games and movies and all this, like, toys and, and uh, plushies, every, all the other crap. So hopefully uh, they learn, or Nexon uh, doesn't forget that the funnel for games at least starts at PC, and then kind of can filter down. Look, this looks beautiful to him. I'm seeing the gameplay, right? It looks really good. Now, here, here's the thing, though. I'm worried that it's going to be yet another Instant Dungeon Persistent Hub style game where we've seen this model used a billion times from DFO to Vindictus to Dragon Nest to Soul Worker to Critica to every single action MMORPG always has these dungeons you queue into with like up to four players and various difficulties and that's it. I mean, it looks really good and polished though. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping we get something a little bit different than that model, you know? I've seen that model way too many times. It's definitely going to be that. I mean, if Neopol's making it, why yeah, would they, I, I why would they veer from that? Yes, it's probably going to be. Uh, I'm just hoping it comes out. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a little different. But yeah, you're right. It's probably going to be that. It's always instant dungeons. It's always that way. You know, there's only like three. There's, off the, there's only three MMORPGs that are action oriented that are not instance. Terra, uh, Blade, uh, Blade of Soul, and Black Desert. That's it. There's only three that aren't like that. But still, graphically, the game looks great. Yeah, it does. It looks beautiful. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Um... What's that game we've been waiting for forever? Uh, kind of looks like uh, Peria Chronicles. I see a little darker tones, but the the, the, the graphics look somewhat like Peria Chronicles to me. What do you think? Uh, I think Peria Chronicles is way more anime and way more like colorful than this. I mean, this is still colorful too. It's I get brighter. It, it's brighter. Peria it's brighter, yeah. But, but the graphics, I think, look similar. But we'll a little see. bit. It's cel-shaded, yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, anytime we have a PC and more RPG coming out, I think we should count our blessings because I think uh, we will reach a time in the near future where you know everything's gonna be on mobile. You know, PC games will be kind of very niche. So anytime we have a PC game coming out, it should be. No, we should be hyped for it. Indeed. I'll give it a try. I, I, there's no, there's no. I mean, I think it'll be releasing in Korea in 2019. No word on any kind of international release. In fact, we don't even know what the game is going to be called yet. There's no way the game is called Project BBQ. Okay, Pro, they, these Korean companies always call it Project something, and they give it a real, real name. But time actually rolls around. Well, that, so they don't have a name for it yet. You know what the fun thing is though? There are a lot of MMORPGs, mobile MMORPGs coming out, and uh, you know there are good trailers to watch and good things to talk about. Here's one I like. Okay, mm-hmm. so have you heard about this? Traha, Traha. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay, so I read an interview that these guys did in Korea, and they're great. Uh, so some, one, of the, one of the interview questions was, well, how does your game stand out, right? I said, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's pretty generic. But we're just hoping the quality uh, and our commitment is enough to, like, find an audience. Now, how honest is, how honest is that? So the- Holy shit. You never hear that level of honesty from people. That's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, revolutionary new gameplay. I've heard that term being used for, like, most generic piece of shit ever. Okay, so the fact that these guys come out and say, you know what? We got nothing special. We're just trying to be, you know, we're trying to make good quality, yeah. good production value, and that'll be our differentiator. So, I, so, I appreciate the honesty. It is funny. It's a generic fantasy mobile MMORPG on Unreal 4, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being published by Nexon, and they even said, we don't really... They asked him, when is it coming out in, America, uh, in the West or Global, right? They said, we don't know. We left all the publishing to Nexon. We're just, we're just focusing on making the game. Interesting. <laughs> Again, PC and MMORPG, right? No, no, mobile, mobile. Uh, mobile? Whoa, yeah. this is a mobile game? Yeah. Alright, this trailer looks really good. Uh, you can kind of tell it's mobile at some parts. So far, I, I just started tuning in. Like, visually, for uh, I, I can see it over here now, for a bit. But anyway, I like their honesty. Uh, I do wish them luck, just based on the underdog vibe I got from them, right? Mm-hmm. They're an independent developer. They're just working with Nexon as a publisher. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's Unreal 4 MMORPG with uh, nothing special. Just a fantasy setting. <laughs> On your phone. But you know what? I'm going to try it. And the only reason I know about it is because of how sincere they were in that interview. Mm-hmm. And Gravity Game looks good. I think we will reach a point, again, where uh, mobile games kind of escape the mold they're in right now. Mobile and more PGs or any mobile game. There's really like five kind of mobile games, and that's it. They all kind of fit there, whether it's Fate Grand Order, Epic Seven, Destiny Child. Like, so many of these games, like, they fit archetypes. They, they fit molds. There's like five molds for all these games. And I'm really hoping eventually we, you know, we see a game that makes something a little bit different. Because I think... Mobile can be a good platform for MMORPGs. It just, I haven't seen it done yet. And I've tried, you know, even Black Desert Mobile, where it's auto-playing. Auto you know, I've tried a lot of these mobile games, Maple Story M. You've been playing Destiny Child this last week quite I a have, bit. Yeah. And Destiny Child, isn't it very similar in mold to, to Fake Grand Order? Or even, uh, have you, about the Star Ocean game? Is that also a gotcha, you know, stage-based progression? Yes, yes, yes. But what, I like, what I like about the uh, Destiny Child is, see, so many of them do the, the, the two, uh, what's it called? Like, you see your characters, right? And they're kind of fighting yeah. other characters. What I like is the, uh, what you, let's call it a vertical, turn-based, where the enemy is on a stage and your guys are, <laughs> you're looking at it from your guys' view, kind of. Yeah. So it's a, instead of left to right, it's it's up and down. I don't know. I don't I don't want to describe that, but I love the art style in Destiny Child, and actually I think they didn't even need to go so far with the sexualization because I think that turns a lot of people off. I was turned off by that, but by playing, I it, I, I, I was turned on. Oh I I, oh, I know. But um, I actually like the art, even for like, the regular, the slimes, like the, the, the male characters. Like, it's all well-drawn art. Like, it, I think by going so sexualized, they, I think they probably alienated a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a good game. I'm playing it. It's not great. I'm, I'm pretty much towards the end of my road because I'm at that point now where I just have to grind for, like, hours a day to make incremental progress. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, I think I'm in World Six. I don't know if you guys play that game, Destiny Child. How many? I think there's eight worlds. Listen, I'm not a fan of the censorship. All right. <laughs> the censorship is a no go. I prefer the U.S. version. All right. Have you tried? I I actually downloaded a Dragon Ball Z game on mobile uh, this week. I haven't played it. I just which one? I did the trailer. I did the tutorial. I should say. I haven't played it yet that much. It's called uh, DB Legends. Dokkan. I have not played that. Yeah. Oh, Dokkan Battle. Dokkan. Yeah, that one. That one's very popular. Yeah, it's like a card game slash fighter in one. So you can dodge in real time, um, but you you attack with like cards, like punch, punch, kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't got too far into it, so I can't really talk about it. Interesting. Uh, I haven't played that new Brawl Stars yet. In terms of mobile, I'll, I'll probably give that one a try. But let me think. What what what? Mo's been playing this last week. I played a little more Final Fantasy fourteen lately. Been doing some nonsense. Finally started re uh, progressing through the raid. I. I Gotta kill. I still gotta kill Final Omega in that. But uh, I don't think I play. I, I really played any more RPG this last week. I found another uh, trailer for a mobile game. Uh, this one is by Co- the Cosmic Break people. If, remember mm-hmm. those guys? Yeah, the they're a Japanese game studio. Yeah, we used to play uh, back. You know, for years ago, uh, we played Cosmic Break. Uh, was one they also the- they also had a really what, what else did they have? What else did they have? They had a Ooh. they had a sequel to Cosmic Break called like Cosmic. Cyber. Cosmic Break Two, maybe I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they did. They did have. They did have. Uh, they, they had that. They, they had a few other games too. Cyberstep. They had some really wonky stuff. They, they get amped. Get amped. And get yes. amped. That was an oldie. They had Onigiri as well. The thing about this game company is it was really funny because like every like, the thing I remember most about them is like they would advertise everywhere like we're a Japanese game company. We're Japanese. Hey 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 guys hey guys we're Japanese. Like they make that so obvious everywhere in the game. Well, and do, you know, do you know what's more, most obvious? The homepage for their games. What, what, what was the homepage? Look, did you see that, that trailer? Oh. The, 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 the avatar for that trailer? Let me see here. Oh my What's goodness. Play for. Oh, look at this. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting pop ups here. You see, you see, you see the, the, the thumbnails there? I do see the thumbnail, yes. Let's see what this is like. There's a video there, too. There's like an anime video showing off the game, and it's, it's quite busty and quite fan service filled. It's like a filler episode of an anime. They're on the beach. Of course. There's always a beach episode. There is always a beach episode. But I, All right, I, so what, what, what were you saying about Cyberstep? Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let me close that. Uh, okay, I was talking about they're making a mobile game called Breakers, okay. Dawn of Heroes. And here's a trailer for that. So it's pretty much the same game as Get Amped and... I mean, Get Amp looks really old now. Yeah. Get Amp was a fighting game, so it was a little. It was. It was. It was. It was odd. It was kind of like Rumble Fighter, if I remember correctly. This. This. Uh, this, this, looks, this looks a lot like Rumble Fighter to me. In my opinion. Is Rumble Fighter still around? Yeah, it is. They would play Red Fox and on Steam. Rumble Fighter is still alive. Can you believe that? That's. It's an oldie. That was also Mega Pay to Win, if I remember correctly. Mega Pay to Win. Interestingly, Altai, do you know Cyberstep is a publicly traded company? I did not know that. Uh, let's see how much they're worth. 6.7 billion yen. This game is called Breakers Dawn of Heroes, guys. And I will uh, paste that into chat for you guys. I believe they're taking pre- pre-registrations now on, you know, on I- iPhone and Android. Nice. Is MapleStory 2 available on mobile? No, it is not available on mobile. Nope. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, they should do that. 
They got Maple Story M, and that's it. Although you played, you played. I thought it's been on the mobile game. He played Maple Story M for a while. He got like level seventy plus on there. He played. He, he beat the story in Star Ocean, and yeah. he's almost done with the story in uh, Destiny Child. Although you played more mobile games than I have. Listen, you gotta. Look, I believe. I'm embracing the future. If you want to, if you want to like have an opinion on something and trash it or like it, you should at least play it, right? So I'm gonna I, play. I'm gonna play it a bit more too. So. So I I have been playing this. You're right, and uh, and I think I have to play it to, to talk about it uh, or have an opinion on it. So here's uh, I'll show you guys my. I, I, but to be honest, I haven't played too much. Let me show you mm -hmm. my Maple Story M character. Ah, so uh, not yet. Neocalypse. It's out in China, and the English version is coming out. I think it probably next few months. It's Ragnarok Eternal Love or something. So I'm level 87 in uh in a Maple. What's it called? Maple Story M. Mm -hmm. But you can get there so quick now because it's a burning event. There was no burning when I played. Yeah. My dude, the the even the even the character selection screen looks just like a PC version. I mean, MapleStory at least looks like PC MapleStory yeah. versus the other MapleStory games. So there's 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 something there. I just kind of wish it didn't have the autoplay. Uh, you know what's funny though? The problem is the autoplay trains you to be lazy because I yeah, hit a course. point with autoplay where I didn't know where to go next. Mm -hmm. Right, so I and I had no idea um, how the world was arranged, so I couldn't mm -hmm. go back to like where it was supposed to go because I didn't know where that place was. But if you got, if you have to like kind of make your own way at the beginning, you learn the the map as you go. We had the same problem with MapleStory too, where we kept kind of like auto running between like where you're supposed to go and stuff, and you never actually learned how the maps are connected. You know, I think every modern RPG with autoplay or auto not necessarily autoplay, auto movement, like kind of just doesn't teach you the world, and you get kind of lost. Whereas like even going back now, I can I can draw a pretty accurate map of Victoria Island, Maple Story One, yep. an accurate map of like all the starting zones in uh, EverQuest, you know, from Quenos to Karanas to that's, know, everything there. That's like, a big, and a lot of those old games, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. If you start from the, if you start with a small area, a low level, and you slowly increase yeah. your thing, you can learn a huge amount of information. But the way these games work is they hold your hand until like level one hundred, let's say, and then they immediately let go of you, right? So and you blaze through the early state, yeah, early yeah. zones too. So you never get to learn them. Yeah. So you basically are like a you know like the coddled kid who like you know is like eighty or like thirty, and his parents are taking care of him. And then all of a yeah. sudden they die. Parents die. This is kind of a grim example. I don't know what I'm talking about. The parents die, and now this thirty-year-old who never left his house is on his own, and he, he doesn't know how to navigate the world. Uh, whereas mm -hmm. if he just learned from like a from high school or middle school how to mm -hmm. navigate the world slowly, he'd be okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Don't know if that makes sense, but that, that, that's my example. I'm going. I get it. It makes sense, Altai. Thank you. Anything else this week? Anything else exciting? Um, well, Intel is making their own GPUs, standalone that GPUs. Sound, that, that sounds like a post-game thing, right, Altai? All right, all right, all right. Let's, go, let's go to the post-game, talk about right. some general stuff, and uh, a Merry Christmas to everyone watching, and a Happy New Year, yeah. etc. Happy, happy holidays, Kwanzaa, all that jazz. Yep. Much love. Yeah, this will be the last podcast of 2018. Uh, the next time you see us will be January 1st. First. Uh, Ooh, it's New Year's though. Maybe. New, maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know if I have any plans. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. All right. Take care, Take care guys.